Brandon. It is seven o'clock, Jake. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to season three. Yeah, it's a big deal. Can I just say before we kind of get started that I forgot how much I miss that jamming music we have at the beginning. (laughs) One of these days when this, you know, becomes like a full-time job, we'll have to come up with like our own little jingle. Like, (laughs) yeah, that we'll have to play in the background or something because. Yes, definitely, definitely. Well, welcome everyone to season three premiere of the Writer's Block. My name is Braden Morehouse. And I'm Jake Flukiger. Oh, and it's it's been two months. I think about two months since we've had our little chit chat and our show, and a lot's happened. It feels so much longer than that, honestly. <laughs> well, you know, it was you know it, the holidays and shit like that happens. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, for those of you that are new, welcome to the show. If you are live on the recording please feel free to hit that mic button this is an open discussion for anybody we do ask though if you are not speaking please turn that mic off so we don't catch any background noise and stuff like that jake yes where should people be following us oh you know in all of the regular streaming platforms but especially if you can follow us on podbean.com and give us a like and a follow over there. That would be awesome because then you will be notified every time we post a new episode. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, we do secret episodes where with other shows and all sorts of things. So, yeah. But before we go any further, we, you know, this is going to be a little bit of a longer intro than what we're used to. We do have some news. Ooh, we, we do. Big, two, three big things happened while we were gone. One... We hit our one-year anniversary. Yay! One year. The show's been on for a year. Um, Two, we hit 800. 800 downloads. Worldwide. Worldwide. Which is insane. You guys have no idea. It's all over the world. I think we've hit every livable continent. Right, like yep. I don't think we hit Antarctica, but I'm not counting that one. But I one day, I was, one day, one day, one day, we'll we're blown away by that. I mean, we check the numbers all the time, and it's just amazing to watch that get out there. <clears throat> yeah, Jake, we have one more exciting thing. We have a new social media platform, don't we? We do. We are on Facebook now. So if any of you are on Facebook and would care to join us. Um, the group is the writer's block, same logo as our usual one on Twitter. If you can't see what our usual logo is, it is black with white writing. Yeah. Cause some people can't see it, you know, <laughs> I felt like you were going to go further with that. And that's, you know, we realized while we were gone, people, not everyone's on Twitter or X, whatever the fuck you want to call the damn thing. Um, but yeah. Let's, you know, if you've got friends out there that aren't and would just are even interested in writing, please have them give us a follow and, you know, our, we'll post stuff on there, too. All Absolutely. Right. I think it's it's time to move on. Welcome back, everyone. Hopefully we had a everyone had a good break. Yeah. Jake, good holidays. Break. Good everything. Um, it, it has been good. Brandon, how has your week been? Yeah. <laughs> Jake knows how my week's been. Uh, it, you know, last weekend was a little rough. You know, when you rip through a pair of pants, a pair of underwear, a pair of socks, break a lamp, and break your case on your phone, it, all in the matter of three days, it's a little rough. <laughs> you, you guys, it was th- it was within three days. It was ridiculous. It I was, was like, so fuck it was is bad. Going on. <laughs> it was funny, but not funny at the same time. It was like he broke a mirror or something, and, uh, you know, it, the bad luck streak. The universe had it out for me. That's all I can say. So, uh, those of you that are new, if you're listening back, or if you are live on the show, um, Jake and I like to play a little game. It's called, oh my god, I just blanked. What the? <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> Off my topic, god. topic. Oh my god, it's season, it's season premiere. Off topic, topic, where one of us... It's the other host with a topic they don't know anything about. Yeah. We decided to have Jake open up with this series, so he better set the bar high. Jake, what are you... Go ahead, Jake. Just go ahead. So, in gymnastics, there are bars. 
and they are set very high. Okay. That's okay. all I got. No, for real. <laughs> um, <laughs> so basically, Brandon, my question for you is for this off-topic topic is how are things coming? How are things coming along with uh, your process to get querying? I'm not even. That is a weak opening topic. That is not a weak opening. That topic. is a weak this opening is topic. All about it's, a writer's it, journey. It's coming along. It's. I've handed it back to the person that's editing, and we're both kind of working on it at the same time, but we're at opposite ends of the book. So the ending to my book is it needs some work, and I knew that going into it So while they work on the first part of the chapter. So it's coming along. Jake, I can hit you with a better off-topic topic. Well, you have to wait because that wasn't actually my real one. Oh, okay. I just wanted you to see you talk about yourself for a minute. (laughs) Shocker. Brandon's talking about himself. Shocker. <laughs> it's not a shocker. It's just sometimes you don't appreciate how much you've done. So we're just anyway. going to make sure that you know that. We're moving on. Moving on. Okay. So, Brandon. Jake. Social media is a big part of our lives. But it can be as much a benefit as it can be a hindrance. Or something that's not exactly great for our psyche. So... Okay. Um, there is a young man that I know who has, uh, his own social media thing that he does with, with writing and everything. And recently he has, um, gotten some bad reviews from, from people. And my question for you is how do you respond to bad reviews, especially if they're done, in a bullying way. Uh, ooh, that's a tough one. I would say, as as anybody that's in the entertainment industry, and we as writers are part of the entertainment industry, you have to learn to take it. A, don't respond to it. Don't feed into it. B, if, if they're just trolling you and just trying to get underneath your skin, that's going to be kind of obvious. I, I would say at that point, either report them and, or and just block them or learn to ignore it. There's a certain level that we as authors have to take some sort of criticism now, but if they're just doing it just to do it, I would say, I don't want to say suck it up because that's not, that's not okay. Like you don't need to just suck it up. I would say, if that person is doing it just to be mean and coming at you, I would say block it. Now, if they're leaving reviews, I think you can on Amazon flag the review and have them look at it, but there's not really a whole lot you can do at that point. You can't, I I don't, the review's still on there. It's, that's a tough one. Jake, it, you is got a, it, is, it is a tough one. Yeah. It's uh, definitely an off-topic topic, but it uh, hopefully sets the bar high for the rest of the season. Oh, I already wrote down next week's, but I'm going to ask you. Oh, good. <laughs> I thought of it. I was like, oh, that's... And you got me with a serious one, too. Like, that wasn't expected. Normally, they're pretty they're pretty joking, but that one's a, that one's a tough one. Be, you know, when we, like I said, as entertainers, we we put ourselves out there. That's what we do. And... Part of that is taking that backlash as well, unfortunately. Yep. But, I mean, talk to your fellow authors. Talk to other people. Be like, this is really frustrating. Because I know, I know I've know, i got a, a particular friend that when someone will go at them, they come to me. I don't give a shit. I will go after that person. And I will then inform one of my other friends who will then also go to that person and make them feel like crap. We will we not make them feel like crap, but call them out on their bullshit, right? Um, <clears throat> if if anybody's wondering, the friend that he's talking about is me. <laughs> <laughs> Jake's like, Brandon, this guy's picking on me. I'm like, I got it. Like, <laughs> and, and I do, and I do, because a lot of times I don't know what to do with it. I just uh, I tend to be a little too nice, I guess, about it, and I'm just like, it's fine. Don't I'm like, it's worry not fine. About it. Assholes like that need to be reported, and I always, re- I'm like, Jake, report him. I'll report him. I report usually the person as well, and it's usually they're just being stupid. So there's just trolls out there. 
and then we we have a better day and we move on. Yeah, I feel better about it. And then I'm like, I got it, Jake. Don't worry about it. But <laughs> he's like, exactly. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks, buddy. All right. So let's move on with our topic. Prologues. Prologues. Jake, what? Yes. Let's start with the basics, right? Okay. That's why we're here. We always we always start with the basics. Got to start with this... the basics because there's a lot of people out there that don't really know what is a prologue. A prologue is basically a chapter that is set before the actual story begins. Okay. Um, what is the difference between a prologue and a preface? Okay, so a preface is from the author and basically just kind of says, hey, this is the book, this is why I wrote it. A prologue is actually a part of the story where the characters um, are the ones giving us some insider knowledge or information that we need for the rest of the book. Okay, all right. So a prologue is kind of setting the world building, like you're setting the scene, kind of. Uh, yeah, and the so... With prologues, you have quite a difference in time span, and I think that's something important to kind of consider. Um, I have read prologues where the prologue itself happens hundreds of years before the actual story begins. And then I've read prologues where things happen a month or two before the story begins. And... They're relevant to the story, right? Like there's you're setting this all up, but there's there's details in there that are very relevant to the story, correct? There had better be. Otherwise, there is no reason to have that prologue. <laughs> there had better be, he said. There had fucking better be. Like there had better be. Okay. Um prologues are kind of an iffy topic in a lot of ways. Um, prologues like epilogues and other things go in and out of style. Um, that's funny, right? Why do why is that funny? Because I literally was just like, I feel like prologues have kind of fallen away from, yep, the prologues, right? Prologues right now are not really in style, they're not in vogue, and (laughs) in vogue, that's funny. Go ahead, Jake. Funny. I'm, just la- I'm just laughing to myself. <laughs> um, they're stylistically, there had better be a really, really good reason for you to have a prologue. Okay. Because a lot of the time, the prologue itself could be incorporated into the story in some way or other. So. What's a? I'm bouncing all over the place with my questions. What's a good? What's a good example? Like, what's a really good book that has a really good prologue? And I'm not setting you up. I'm literally just questioning. Um. So, just off the top of my head, one that has a really good prologue would be like Wheel of Time. Okay. Um. Just just a prologue that kind of has to be there to set the stage for the rest of the story. And okay. there there are times when you absolutely do have to have a prologue, when it fits the story, when it's uh, something that is pertinent to the story that you can't necessarily weave into the, the exposition. Um, for instance, Brandon... You have a book that has a prologue. <laughs> I do. I just thought of it right when you were saying that. I was like, yeah, that one would work. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. So why does Lord of the Rings work as far as a prologue goes? Lord of the Rings works for a prologue because it's telling the backstory of why the why and how the ring is so powerful. Why it's so important um, and how it got to be kind of where it is. And it doesn't really tell the story of Frodo and how, how and why they're going to destroy the ring but why this is such a key point in middle earth so why couldn't they have added those details into the story Mm -hmm. itself and sprinkled those in you know it 
it's be, I think it's like off the top of my head is because it's it, it's so far back, right? But we as reading the story need to know all that because it's like, oh, it's just a ring. Like, how do I tell that this ring is the one that can rule them all in this back? Like, how do you how do you tell that without telling this entire story? Yeah. Okay, I think David and Carolyn both had something to say. So, I, uh, that's weird. I hit my mic, but now I can't hear Brandon, so I'm only hearing you, Jake. <laughs> oh, lovely. Oh, no. That's the best. It's wonderful. Um, <laughs> out. <laughs> but, uh, I feel like my, my whip could really, uh, benefit from a prologue, but at the same time, I feel like, there's just a part of me that I don't know. I don't know if I feel like prologue, a prologue is like giving the reader a taste or I don't know. I'm kind of iffy on the subject. So Okay, so here's a question for you then. Do have you written the prologue yet? No. I okay. Haven't. So that being said, do you need the prologue? I don't think so like not at the moment ding ding the ding we have a winner <laughs> the fact that you haven't written the prologue yet and it's not that pertinent to the story as it is as it stands right now is a huge indicator that maybe a prologue isn't necessary there's a lot of detail that you can add in as you go through the story um that can hint at a backstory that can hint at some of these things that you might want to add in there's um, a, a part that I have talked to Brandon extensively about, and that is when you are trying to add in all the pieces that you have in your head as an author, the reader doesn't need to know all those pieces. It's good for you to know, but it's not necessary for your reader to know. And I think that's what I struggle with. I'm like, no, they have to know this. So. Right. And it's and it's because you've developed these characters, you've developed this story idea and the story. And it, this is where it gets complicated is if the story is really good, the story existed before your work in progress starts and it will continue after your work in progress is done. Mm. I like that. <laughs> so because of that, there's all these de extra details that you as an author have in your head and that you as an author can say, well, on January 26th of such and such year, the main character had a run in with the baker and they happened to disagree on raisins. <laughs> and that's really important for this scene coming up. <laughs> And, and obviously, like, I'm just tossing that out there. I don't think raisins are really that important to any scene. Um, <laughs> you, don't but... know that. you don't know that, Jake. Brandon, that. Brandon, I do know that. <laughs> I do know that, that raisins are not Im that important to any scene. Okay. <laughs> Carolyn, can you hear me? I'm going to try and I'm going to leave and try to come back and see if I can't hear Brandon. So Okay. Sounds like a plan. Continue on. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right. I... I will wait until she gets back to make my comment on Carolyn, David, why don't you go ahead? So I got here a little late. So if y'all already touched on this, somebody let me know for me, a prologue was always something that kind of dropped something that was important or something key to the story, but you didn't know it was, was key to the story. And my example, I have two examples. One of them is my work and I'm not going to talk about my work tonight. Because we've heard enough about that. What talk about is, <laughs> well, I can talk about it nauseum if you want to, but my my idea, I can't remember if this is actually a prologue or not. We'd have to look it up. But anybody has anybody here ever read Clive Cussler's Raise the Titanic? No. No. Okay. So it sounds smart. interesting. It's very interesting. Um, scientifically implausible, I think, but interesting. So the book starts on the Titanic the night it sunk. And there's this, I can't remember the exact setup, but this guy, he's talking to another guy about something and he says, thank God for South Bee. And then he dies on the Titanic, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. 
And then we cut to the main story, and this whole thing with this guy never gets brought. It gets brought up later, but this little kernel about thank God for Southby. What the f- does that mean, right? And then, and then throughout the throughout the novel and whatnot, you and, and to me and whatnot, one of the cool things about a prologue is these little nuggets. You kind of forget about them a little bit. Like yes. you, 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 you taste it, you know, you, you get a little taste, but then you get into the main course of the meal and whatnot, and you kind of forget about it. And then at the end, you know, maybe it kind of gets brought up again and whatnot. Like the, the reason that, that some of this is happening relates to the prologue, but you never learn about Southby until the very end of the novel. And you find out what it's like, it's like Rosebud. <laughs> okay. Almost. It's like Rosebud in a sense. Um, yeah. For me, I like to hide things. In pro- it's not really a prologue. I, I thought about making this a prologue, but it's not a prologue. It's just part of my story now. But I like in this book I'm working on. I hid the inciting incident of like the whole book. Like it, it starts with this uh, guy beating his daughter nearly to death, and his his daughter and his old youngest daughter running off and whatnot. And then it cuts away from that and whatnot and goes to this novel about a serial killer and you wonder well what the hell does any of this have to do with serial killer (laughs) a dead serial killer at that but anyway that that to me is about is what prologues are all about and whatnot is these little nuggets these little kernels that have something to do with the main story but you kind of like they're like dandelion yeah okay so david here's my question for you then why is it important to have these nuggets in a chapter set aside as a prologue, as opposed to putting these nuggets into chapters and having it be just part of the story? So I think that for me and whatnot, how do I, how do I put this in a way that doesn't, that's not going to sound stupid to people listening to this later. Um, I highly doubt it's going to sound stupid. <laughs> well, it's so. So the thing is, like, like you were telling Caroline and whatnot. If if the the story can exist without the prologue, then you know you didn't need the prologue. I think what a prologue is for is for kind of getting something on paper and getting something into the reader's mind, getting it into like the the fiber of the story and whatnot, and doing it in a way that they kind of swallow it and don't digest it so that it kind of it's it's still there you know i always remembered south b i never forgot it but like it was always kind of in the back of my my brain kind of digesting and kind of swirling around until finally that kind of thing i think i think it's just a i think it's another mechanism of being able to tell an element of your story but not tell it you don't have to tell every little thing and you you don't have to reveal every little thing all at once you can tell this stuff without letting someone know what you're telling them like i have a rule and that's i don't hold my readers hands i just tell the story and if it requires me to plant a nugget that they don't know what it's about and why it's there but they're going to find out about three quarters of the way through the book well i hope you buckle up because you're in for a ride so uh brandon i i wanna i wanna touch base on carolyn's real quick on her comment uh, or her question um before you do that yes have have you uh by chance heard that phrase not holding uh your reader's hand no i've never heard i've never heard that before oh okay good to know good to know (laughs) i'll have to make it more more uh more apparent (laughs) I feel like Jake was trying to set me up on that one, but nope, he's never said that to me before. Not that I can recall anyways. Um, Carolyn, because <laughs> I, I, I want to go back to hers for a second because I'm like her. Like I have details that I want, and Jake knows this, very specific details that I need in my story for it to work or that I feel like would enhance the story. What I do is I have another document and I make like bullet points of, oh, I, I want this detail, I want this detail, and so on and so forth. And then I try to spread them out into the story and sprinkle them through. That way they're out of my head and on paper, and it can help push the story forward. So I don't know if that helps helps you, Carolyn, but that's just an idea. Okay, Jake. Yes. How you said a prologue is a, is a chapter, right? Um, how, I, how long should it be then? Like, 
a page. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, this is kind of a personal. So, okay. So no specific, ex- <laughs> Just... no specific examples right now, but <laughs> there have been times when I have opened a book and looked at the prologue and the length of it. And I have just been like, you know what? I don't think so. And I just skipped the entire thing. I feel like I feel like Jake's looking right at me when he says that. No, I'm not. I just <laughs> so, but that, I, you're not answering the question though. You're avoiding the answer, the question. The 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 what's question the, what the what's a good range? I'll change the question. What's a good range? I for me a good range would be about the same length as your chapters. Chapters, okay. Or, or much shorter. Much shorter, okay. I think of Jurassic Park. Now, you've yep. never read Jurassic Park, have you? Oh, I've totally read Jurassic Park. Oh, okay. That first chapter is a lot. There's a lot that you need to know on that one, and they don't even touch base with it in the movie. But, And I'm only saying that because I've been watching Jurassic Park lately, and I need to find... I haven't seen the last two, so nobody spoil it for me. Um, <laughs> I have, I have a little, there are dinosaurs. David, I can't believe you just said that. How rude. He just asked for no spoilers. No spoilers. And I'm not even going to bring up my dinosaur topic? Nope. If you do, I will be livid at you right now. Just this is This is season three. Season three is a fresh new start. The fresh only start. time during this entire season that you can bring that up is our next episode. Is there? Yeah. Okay. I'll, okay. Deal. Deal. Perfect. And anybody who's listening, if you hear me bring it up, you can call me out on that shit. Okay. So prologue. So how do you, how do you write a prologue? So again, a prologue <laughs> has to be there for a specific reason. And as long as you have an idea in your head of why it needs to be there, then you can take that prologue and write it just like any other chapter. Now, a lot of prologues deal with characters that are not in the actual story. They are characters that happen long before the actual story begins. And so prologues can actually be really very difficult to write because you are trying to get a reader's attention with characters they've never met with a world they don't have any idea about. And you're trying to do that all in one chapter. It can be very, very overwhelming to be able to do that and do it well. And I think that's part of the reason that um, prologues have kind of gone out of fashion uh, is because it is very difficult to do them well. Okay. It, s- s- should a prologue? Um, what's what? What's the best point of view for a prologue? Uh, I think that depends on the style of book that you have. I don't know that there's necessarily a best point of view. Um, for instance, I know somebody who has a book that has a prologue in it that they wrote. Um, that deals with an event that is, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of years before the actual story takes place. Um, and it happens on top of a mountain. (laughs) Now I know you're looking at me. (laughs) Now I am absolutely looking at you. You're definitely looking at me on that one. Okay. Brandon, what point of view did you write from? You know, I struggle with points of view. I don't even know, to be honest with you. I just wrote the story. I you that. wrote. I you absolutely wrote. hate that I said that, <laughs> but I just wrote the fucking story. Like, I was like, I don't know. This is, this this is, is what it is. This is early branding writing. Like, oof. It's a little so, rough. <laughs> so, just like the rest of your book, and this is where the theme of it matches, is that is written from an omniscient narrator point of view. The there's that word. I cannot, I struggle with that word. But yes, I I definitely struggle with, with point of view, and I acknowledge that, and Jake's been helping me with it, but I think I've gotten better. 
Yeah, you absolutely have it better. Um, but with your prologue, I think it's key to note that it is, again, in the same theme, in the same like realm and vibe as the rest of your book. And I think that part is kind of key. Mm. It's very awkward to read a prologue that is in first person say and then switch to a third person point of view at least it's it's difficult for me to kind of wrap my head around that right so best practice kind of try to keep it in the same point of view now what if it's what if you've written your story in was it first person yeah how do you do a prologue when you've written the rest of the story in first person especially if your prologue is set prior to that person's story so because in first person we are in the head of our main character, um, there's so much opportunity for stream of thought and everything that a lot of times I feel like in that point of view, you don't, you especially don't need a pro- prologue. Okay. We just lost two people at the exact same time, so I wonder if... Twitter is acting up technical difficulties. We always have technical difficulties on this show. Hey, it's part of our MO. It's part of our vibe, right? Yeah. Okay, so I, this may be a dumb question, but we all there know are, me. There are no dumb questions. I'm always about the dumb questions because I want to make sure people learn, right? And I do not have a problem asking stupid questions. <laughs> and now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, this is a really stupid question. <laughs> It, uh, here's the thing for a beginner for a beginner person it might not be a stupid question at all it might be something that they really need to know if you come back and say this is a stupid question i'm gonna fucking roll um our prologues always set <laughs> prior to the main story yes they are okay <laughs> yes they are i like ask it. i'm like you are dumb this is a stupid question. It's, it's not a stupid question. It's <laughs> it's something that, like, for me, I, just, I, I get confused with prologue versus epilogue. And I know oh. that I should, you know, hearken back to my Latin studies in school oh my God. that none of us took um, and, and know the roots of all these words and everything. But that's not always the case. Sometimes so, my brain doesn't work that way. So what's the difference between a prologue and an epilogue? Uh, prologue obviously happens before, and an epilogue is what happens after the story. Okay. So what if it's a time travel book? So anytime that you get into time travel, <laughs> you end up with a lot of um, room for continuity errors. Uh, but a prologue still, even if it's a time travel book and happened way in the future, still happens before the story is actually told. Okay. See, I told you, I'm all about the stupid questions. So a pro, like you could have a prologue, but it could be an epilogue for that main story if it were time travel. Yes. Got it. Just clean Uh, up. Well, (laughs) and... And here's a book that I read recently was uh, They Both Die in the End. And in a sense, the title of the book is its own little prologue of what is going to happen in the story. Right. Um, It also gives you an epilogue, too, because guess what? Shocker, spoiler alert, they both die in the end. I mean, I think I feel like there's a lot of stories like that. Like, I think of Titanic because I'm looking at my Titanic Lego thing that I made. Yes. Like, you know, the ship's going to sink. Like, we all know it. Like, but we watch it because we want to experience something with other characters that broadens our worldview. The grandeur of, of the Titanic, right? Okay. Well, I feel like we're learning a lot here, and I'm all about that. Um, Good. So glad we're all about that. I just want to make sure everyone can still hear us. Can we get a thumbs up if you can still hear us? Make sure all of our stuff is working just fine. I hope so. I hope someone can. Otherwise, hear us. we have people just sitting on here listening to nothing. But Uh-oh. well, Jason's on, so hopefully Jason can hear us. Jason, if you want to unmute and jump on and make sure you can 
hear us. Oh, Kathleen gave us a thumbs up, so they must be able to hear us. Yeah, I can. Oh, <laughs> good Jason, to hear you, Jason. It's good to hear you, Jason. Well, hopefully you're okay. I know you guys are getting hit with some pretty bad rain out there, so. Yeah, it's hard. Had a, about a week about the power, so. Oh, geez. Well, you, you can always come stay at my place if you need to, Jason. I'm at the bar right now, so I got power at my own, so. I'm, there you go. Just waiting for the damn cocktail. Everybody's taking me through that time over here. Um, anyways, real quick for prologues, I guess. Uh, technically, I've never really written one. Written one, written one. Whatever. I don't know. Um, I have occasionally thought about it, but it's nothing that I, if I, it's nothing I can't put in the book that a prologue would solve for me. Right. So, yep. um, I mean, if you basically, I think what it comes down to in the end is if you want one, have it. If you don't, who gives a flying F about it? Uh, right. Yeah. If you, if you really think it's going to help, then put it in. If you don't, it doesn't. I'm done. No, totally makes sense to me. And I like that. I like that uh, the ability to just say, hey, it works or it doesn't work. So um, I think that the big thing with prologues is boils down to what you intend to do with your book. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if you're an indie author, write as many prologues as you want. Yeah. Write, write a prologue for your prologue, you know? Um, I mean, I think- I, I'm all about writing all that stuff down and doing like an outline, like Jason said in the chat, um, and getting those ideas on paper, because then you can sort them out later on. And if the story, if you feel that it would be better with a prologue, write one. And then, because you can always take it out. Right, like yep, you can, you can, you can remove it. it like you know, this does not work. Just get it out of your head and on paper. And I think that's where some people, it's you're so focused on. Well, this isn't gonna just write it. Write the damn thing. Get it out of your head because that's gonna free up space to continue with the story, and then you can focus on other things and see if it works. Because it might not work, but you don't know. You can also put the prologue in the story. Right. Yeah. Put that put that information in there any way you can get it. I was, well, I kind of did that. So, in my first book, um, I kind of started out where the you know in present day, and then a little bit later on, we kind of jump back, you know, flashback, which technically I guess would have been a prologue if I you know thought about it at the time or actually cared. Um, and basically, we went back to before the beginning um, with different characters and all that stuff and how things kind of led up to where they were or what, what's going on before uh, the main story started. But I actually did that for probably, I don't know, 10 chapters in. And then we went back with what been a prologue to put that in there and then just kind of continued on. Yeah, and a, and a lot of times, like you say, you can add it in, and it's just not the end of the world to put it in somewhere in the story itself. So, yeah. So, I mean, in the end, if you want it, have it. If you don't, who cares? Same thing with, yeah. uh, you know, same thing with uh, the other end of it too. So. Epilogues, yeah. Yeah, epilogues. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. Um, I, I still have silver. I haven't even had. I'm literally sucking down my first drink right now, so my brain's not operational yet. Well, I'm glad that you're getting a drink. Um, Kathleen, you said you wanted to. You hopped on and wanted to be a speaker. What have you got for us today? Um, first of all, I want to say uh, welcome back. Thank you. We're so oh, excited thanks, to Kathleen. be back and so excited to see you. Yes. I, I really, I couldn't wait. <laughs> for tonight. So um what I wanted to say was 
my book is a memoir. So I wrote my prologue before I started my book. And there was, the reason for it was I really wanted to tell why I was writing the memoir. Um, and it's, um, you all know this story, but it's a story of um, a childhood sexual assault. And it's my story. And I wrote, I wanted to write the prologue to uh, to really share what brought me to the computer uh, to get it started, how I was inspired to do that, and what my goal was in writing this type of book. And I love my prologue, and um, it was edited like a thousand times. Um, <laughs> I, it was so important to me that that part be written. And it wasn't really long, uh, Jake. So <laughs> I think it was just a few pages. Um, in fact, I almost ran upstairs to get the damn book to count the pages. <laughs> um, oh, Kathleen, that's marvelous. Oh, God. And I wrote an epilogue. So um, the epilogue didn't really, I mean, it took me five years to write this book. So, um, I, you know, I go through all the hard parts of the childhood and then I go through all the healing and then I, I ended the book and then the epilogue happened. So, which kind of just tied everything together and brought me to my present date. So it really was a full circle and um, it felt like a fit. And I, I loved my epilogue too. My epilogue's a little bit longer, however. Um, but I love getting a book. Now, I, and I've written this on Twitter or uh, X so many times that if you put it in your book, I'm reading it. I mean, I read the copyright. I read every little tiny little piece, every dedication, every acknowledgement. Um, I read every word that's between the covers. Kathleen, it's funny that you bring that up because up until I started writing myself, I never read the acknowledgements. It, to me, I part of it was just because I didn't understand why they were there. Um, in a general sense. And so, but since that time, I, you appreciate I, you, I, re I appreciate <laughs> it and I read everything and it's, it's fun for me to go through and, and read all the pieces um, because they're there for a reason. Uh, absolutely. And the acknowledgements, there are some acknowledgements that I've read that gave me so much insight into the author. Yes. It's, it is a, uh, it's personal a to their soul. It is personal. Yeah. I even have a page that's called about the cover because it's my artwork that's on the cover. It's my painting that's on the cover and it had so much meaning to it that I had to explain it. See, and I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. I love the fact, especially for a memoir, that you had that preface, that prologue, because it's it's something that's very personal to you. And part of them understanding the story is them understanding why you wrote it. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I will say that since our last discussion, and we talked about memoirs, right? Since we had that one last season, mm -hmm. I have read more memoirs. Mm. And I've put some put more on my list because I was like, you know, I find this interesting. And I will say, I think there's more preface and prologues in those because you're telling your story and you're, right. this is why I wanted to tell this story when it's a memoir. And I think that is very important in that asset or aspect of the writing community for, for memoirs specifically. I think mm -hmm. it's a huge service for it. And I think it, it's, it really opens it up, especially, um, I read Brittany's book, uh, and then, mm -hmm. uh, oh, 
God, what was the other one, Jake? Whose did I read? The uh, Prince Harry. Prince Harry's book, Spare. Yeah, yeah. I read those two, and his. I, I enjoyed both of them. I enjoyed them more than I thought I would. Um, and it was really interesting, especially when you, it's that prologue of getting to know why they wanted to do this, and that I. That's so. I think it's great that you added that in there at the beginning of your at the beginning of your story. It's like a vision. Yeah. You know, it well it sets the tone for the entire rest of the book. Yeah. Because it it ends up being so much more than just a story. Right. Right. And in and in my case too, it's also a little bit of a trigger warning too. Which is smart. Um, uh, especially with such a a topic that can be handled that needs to be handled delicately. Right. Right. So. And we we will be having an I believe we have an episode this season about trigger warnings. Oh, good. And I, I don't. I, somebody suggested it. I don't remember who suggested it, but I was like, "That's a great idea for a topic." Mm-hmm. Great, love that idea. Yeah. Um. It, it, well, because you hear so much about it these days, and yeah. um, I like you can't. There's no way you could open my book if you. And the other thing I always read is the front and the back of the book, too. So I, before I buy a book, I, I want to know what it's about. And if you read the back of my book, you get to make your choice. Right. On whether it's too much for you, uh, whether you don't think you could read it, or it at least gives you a warning uh, that you might have to ground yourself before you read the book. You know? Right. right. So... Uh, yeah, I have a confession to make, and that's the fact that I never read the back of a book. because uh, I always here. want to be surprised. Get the hell out of here, Jake! You're done. We're cutting you off. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. The fuck out I, of here. <laughs> but see, here's the thing: I would jump into Kathleen's book, and I would read her prologue, and I it, I would have the trigger warning right there. You uh, would, which would be. Which is brilliant because I, that's something that is a topic that is uh, very personal for me as well, and mm-hmm. it's um, it's something that I would have to, like you said, ground myself to to get into. Uh, because uh, even the way, see, now I'm going to get into that prologue. <laughs> the in the first paragraph. It shows my husband bringing over his iPad, which um, he shows me a song that Lady Gaga wrote, which is Till It Happens to You. And it shows the whole trust uh, that he knew that this was going to be triggering for me. So the word itself is right in there. To, and it just feeds into my reaction to that song yeah, and uh, my inspiration, blah, blah, blah. But it's right in the first paragraph or two. So you could open the book and read that first couple paragraphs and you would know that this was going to be about sexual assault. Yeah. yeah. And, that, I, and that's where a prologue, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, comes, becomes really pertinent to the story is when it has that information that you cannot do without Mm -hmm. to get through the rest of the story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Let, let Jake, I have a question. Yes. Kathleen, I'm sorry. Were you, were you all done? Oh, I was done. Yes. And thank you so much. (laughs) Glad you're back. Okay. Uh, so at what point, um, cause I see it a lot with newer authors. It's it, they, they write a, a prologue and it kind of becomes an info dump, right? Yes, absolutely. They, that's something to be very careful about. So with a prologue there, again, there, there's kind of a, a correct way to do it and an incorrect way to do it. The, the prologue should not be an info dump. The prologue needs to be in there to 
progress the story forward as much as the rest of your plot does. And part of that is sprinkling in things. It might have a really key piece of information, but it is not a an entire, you know, we're going to build out this entire fantasy world for right. you in the prologue. Um, the problem that I see with a lot of authors when they're first starting to write is that they use a prologue as kind of a crutch to get the ball rolling. And all they're really doing is, is what you've done with, with your other documents is saying, I want this and this and this and this and this to be a part of the story. Um, and I, like for me, uh, one of the first books that I wrote, uh, I wrote a prologue and I came back to it and came back to it and came back to it and came back to it. And eventually the prologue completely disappeared because I realized that it was all information that I needed as a writer, that I had to start out the story somewhere, mm -hmm. but it wasn't where the story actually needed to start. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it's just one of those things where it's just, uh, just, I mean, like you said, you can write it, but does it fit? Yeah. Right. Does it fit? Is it necessary? Um, and, and for me, it ended up being not necessary. I right. still have the prologue in a separate document, um, where I keep all of the little bits and extras that I've cut out of this story. Right. Uh, and, you know, down the road, maybe one day I'll write a prequel and a lot of that information will be in there. But for this specific story, I had to figure out where the actual starting point was. Mm -hmm. And the prologue didn't add to the story. Okay. It ended up being a lot of extra information that wasn't necessary for my reader to know. And yeah, and that's the important thing is getting out. And you went through that process of... I. Because at first it's like I really need this information, and then you're at the story like I don't really need that information. Yeah, and I didn't need that and information. And that's perfectly normal. We do that's what we do as authors, right? Yeah. And and as an author, I would say you know don't necessarily when you when you first start writing, don't necessarily call it a prologue. Just yeah. say I'm going to start my story here. And again, it might not be the point where the story actually needs to start. And that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day on how to tell where to start your story and where the story should actually begin. Um, that sounds you, like... Go ahead. If you've ended up in the middle of a story or you've ended up too early in the story, um, having that inciting incident and deciding what that inciting incident actually is is uh can can be complicated especially as you first start writing yeah um that sounds like a season four topic yeah we in case anybody is wondering season three is already booked out we, yeah, we <laughs> it's done it's full we're, so. <laughs> we're working on our season four stuff which is absolutely crazy to think about like that's Wow. It Anyways. is what it is. There you yeah. go. <laughs> so Kathleen gave me an idea. Okay. And I don't, it, it, I, it wouldn't work in the written form, but it would work real well, in my opinion. I want to hear what you think. And, okay. You know, um, in audiobooks. So Kathleen okay. said she had the song written by Lady Gaga. I don't remember what she, what was the name of that song again, Kathleen? Uh, Till It Happens to You. Thank you. Till It Happens to You. If Kathleen's book were an audiobook, would that song be a good prologue? Could you use a song as a prologue for an audiobook? Um, so I think it would be absolutely brilliant, especially if it's talked about in the book, to have it somewhere, whether that's a prologue or, or at the end of the book as an epilogue type thing, to where you could actually say, this is a song that was inspirational for me sure. and inspired me to, to go ahead and write this, this story down. Um, I think that that could be a really 
key and poignant thing. I think the other thing that you can do as far as in the textual form um, would be to simply write the lyrics. Um, and obviously there's uh, uh, copyright stuff. I was going to say, we got to be careful that because there's copyright. And, like, yeah, there's all yeah, that. I, I was totally avoiding all of that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, Even I though this that. Like, sounds but wonderful. I, I, I think the idea has merit, right? Because then mm-hmm. it's like, Oh, this is this is the song that inspired me to write this book or what have you. And I think because there are a lot of authors out there that music inspires them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it just it was an idea that popped in my head, and I was like, I want to get this out here because it might be something. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jason, Jason, you have your up. I do. Uh, actually, of course, I was going to say, yeah, that is a very interesting idea. I haven't thought about that. That's, that's, yeah, but the audience, I think it's obviously a uh, paperback or whatever. That's, that's but uh, you can actually use a little bit of the lyrics in writing you know, uh, the text of the lyrics in a book. You can't use the whole thing. I think you're allowed up to maybe five or ten characters or like maybe a verse or something like that, but that's it. Um, okay, good to know. Before you go into copyright, yeah. uh, I, I did do that once. Um, actually, on the current one I'm working on, um, I, it took me a little bit to kind of get the, the legalese out on that um, with everyone. But yeah, you can do like a verse, basically. Um, okay, good to know. In a, in a, in a written form. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, a prologue of a, of a song. Would be kind of interesting. I, I never thought about that, but uh, I'm not too sure it's, how that works. Yeah, I mean, it would only it would only work with an audio book. I mean, anything else, it, it wouldn't work. You can do it with an actual paperback. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I, yeah. yeah so. Oh well, well, that was just the two cents. So yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah, I think it would. I think if it's done right, it could be done real well, and it would actually help really set the tone for a for a, a book, especially a highly emotionally charged story. Um, I think it would work well. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, Jake. Yes, Brandon. I think we're out of time. We <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are out of time. Unfortunately. Um, but that being said, we have a few last minute items to clear up, right? Yes, we do. Jake, where can everyone come back to listen to us? Uh, you can find us on most of the streaming platforms, if not all of them. And uh, please, please, please go over to podbean.com. Give us a listen and a like, follow along. And uh, we just appreciate all of our listeners. So yes. thank you. And don't forget, you can give us a listen, a follow on any of your pod where you listen to podcasts at. Um, but if you missed the first part of the show, don't forget we are now on Facebook, and that yep. link will be posted on Twitter. If you have any writing friends that are not on Twitter, have them join the group. Um, we'll put we'll put the episodes on there as well. We are here every week through. I don't even know off the top of my head. <laughs> We're here for a while. We're on season one. I think this this season is, I think it's our longer one. It's 17 weeks. So, what is that, May? I don't know. I'll have to look. I don't fucking know. It's a day. It's a day. <laughs> it's a ways out. We got a ways out on this one. But we will be here next week. Um, oh, look at that. It just showed up on my thing. Yeah, we're we're all the way out to till the 29th of May. Yeah, we're we're gonna do yeah, we're we that's our whole season lineup. We're here every week, seven PM Central Time. Um and if you have a question or a topic, please shoot us a text or a message or what have you. And recommend yep. us to your author friends. You know, yep, we're please. sharing our, we're sharing our knowledge here. So that is our season one opener. Jake, do you have any closing words? Um See, I caught don't, you don't, don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Get the I don't out. know. I don't know what they wanted. Well, that should go without saying. It but should go without saying. I, but. I don't even, Jake, 
I don't even know what to say. What? <laughs> I all I could think about was like the dare shirt from oh, back in the day. Literally, that's literally where my mind went. But dare. Yeah. Um. Anyway, now that I have officially embarrassed myself. Oh my gosh. For you're... the the opener for the season, we're good. <laughs> yeah, we are good, and I. We will see everyone next week where we'll be talking about what, Jake? What are we talking about? Um, We are talking about something or other. Oh, my God. You're the worst. Romance is... erotica. Yes. Thank you. Because it's Valentine's Day. Because it's Valentine's be... Day. Yes. Not Valentine's. Valentine's. I didn't say Valentine's. I know. I'm just correcting people. Like those people that say library. Fuck out oh, of yeah. Me. Those people. Those people. Anyways, yes, we will see everybody next week for our romance and erotica stories. This will be I already have a smile on my face. <laughs> don't don't worry. Don't worry, all of our listeners. We will keep it classy. Well, you might. I I'll hold you to that. I will not keep it classy. <laughs> all right, everyone. You have a good week. Stay safe and do some reading and writing. Obviously. Yeah. Okay, bye. Bye, everyone. Thanks for joining.